0: Hey, everybody, welcome to another edition of the Creative Imbalance Podcast. Like always, I am your host, Sean Siriani, and we got a great episode for you today. Today, my guest is comedian, actor, entrepreneur Lars Classington and his dog, Luna. Lars has been my pal for a few years now, and what's cool is when I met him, I only seen the comedy side of him. And even before I met him, I saw him on TV on the comedy network. And it's crazy throughout the few years that I've known him is to see his evolution. He is now the founder of the studio slash comedy sanctuary called Laughing Vikings. It's this place full of like every multimedia thing you can imagine. And it's been a lot of help to local comedians, actors, actresses. Needing some tools to get themselves out there. And what's even cooler beyond it being a business, I'm watching it grow into a community as I've been going to Lars's comedy shows. There's always a handful of people from that circle. And yeah, that's what it's all about. You're going to hear all about that. And also, every week he's been hosting this show called Monday Day. It's at the 1830 Snack Bar. A very intimate room, and he creates a lineup with uh, these pro comics. And I'm telling you, this is one of the hidden gems of the city. This show, um, I've been three times now, and every time I've been in tears laughing. And also, what's awesome is you listening to this show. You can check out Monday Funday for free. Yes, for free. All you got to do is follow Lars on Instagram, at Lars Classington, at (laughs) L-A-R-S-C-L-A-S-S-I-N-G-T-O-N. And send him a DM, mention the creative imbalance, and bam, you're in one of the funniest shows in the city. And like I said, it's called Monday Funday. It happens every Monday night. Show starts at 8 and it's actually a double-decker of a show. They have the comedy lineup, they take a break, and then afterwards he's doing this series called 39 Drunken Disorderly featuring this wild guy named Giant Bob. And you're going to hear about it on this episode. And before we get into this one, I want to remind you if you are listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TalkShoe, PodAddict, Podacy, and any of your favorite podcast listening apps. I want to let you know each one of these episodes has its own home page at www.girthradio.com. You'll see a picture of Lars and his beautiful pug, Luna, in the studio. Also, a photo shoot of Luna, thanks to my producer, Alex. Took her for a walk. As she was getting a little restless in the studio and came back with these incredible pictures. (laughs) Um, And around all that, you'll have links to Monday Funday, Laughing Vikings, 39 Drunk Disorderly, and anything we've talked about on this episode. Okay? I feel like that's all I gotta say for now. Here's one of the funniest guys I know. Lars Classington. Coming at ya
1: right now! Earth
2: Radio in session. How you doing, man, today? I'm, I'm great. I feel like uh, I might be the best I've ever been in general,
0: in life. Just all around.
2: Today's a pretty solid day. It's uh, scorching hot. Uh, I got my dog here, Looney, with me. Yeah. Uh, shout out to
0: Looney, too. It's rolling around lovely Toronto. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, bringing the vibe up. It's a. Uh, it's a cool place to take a lot of dogs here. It's yeah, I like Looney's new, gonna have a good
2: day. <laughs> I like your new digs. Congrats! That other studio was great that you had there, and this is
0: equally great.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, it's it's or, got a, or, be- or even greater. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's got a good vibe. Um, what's cool is like, uh, I don't know. I felt like the alcohol cons- consumption at the other uh, studio was either a blessing or a curse. Right. Where it can make a great episode, or there's just some that I haven't even like released because I'm like, oh, we we can't talk that way like, or like, like somebody's publicist would say, would like hit me up later on and be like, yeah, they shouldn't have said that oh, and yeah. everything. Yeah. Get a little loose lips oh they yeah. A a, they forget and the mics shot. on, <laughs> but man, I don't even know where to start with you. You're doing so much awesome
2: shit right now. Sometimes I feel like I do too much. And if I just focused on one thing, it would be like top notch. And but I like, I kind of like juggling plates.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It I makes like, it exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. um, I don't know. I, I feel like the same way too, like with the videography and like experimenting in comedy too. So I always feel like you're like a similar soul in that way when I see you do all your things. I definitely like to
2: uh, put stuff out there and create content and <laughs> constantly have my uh, hand in things. That's uh, Looney you're hearing barking at Alex in the background. Yeah. <laughs> my mic. What's going on here? Yeah, yeah. We're a duo.
0: Yeah, and I think last time I had you on here, we talked all about your comedy and acting career, and it's yep. cool how you segued all that into a business now with uh, Laughing Vikings. You got your own studio, and you're helping other people in a way, right. like giving them a space to do stuff to like build their portfolio. Or yeah, yeah, I was it's was funny you mentioned that because I actually was
2: thinking about that on the way over here. You know, you're sort of thinking like, what what are you going to talk about, or what's different. Um, and I would say in my own career, in the last probably six months, I don't know if you want to call it an epiphany, but um, we'll call it an epiphany because it sounds uh, fancy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I've I feel like I've sort of turned a bit of a corner in that stand up and acting is very lone wolfy as a career. There's no like you're sort of a solo, and, and I mean unless you're a duo act, but when you're a solo act, you're you're doing things pretty much all by yourself which means you can kind of get caught in selfish stuff and thinking about yourself and constantly looking at your own videos and your own pictures and all this stuff. And, and, um, so I've kind of had a shift recently where I've sort of started to figure out why am I doing this other than for myself? Mm. And I think in the last six to 12 months, I've actually had more success because of that. Because when I get up in the morning, I'm not solely thinking about, me and my end result and my own paycheck and and that comes in a few ways one is um through laughing vikings through the studio we we uh, help other actors uh do their self tapes there we're producing other content we're hosting um uh hosting other people doing their own shows like podcasts, podcast jeff leeson's podcast yeah. he's just filmed uh the first few episodes there so i think that and, and i'm starting to get like more um what's, what, what's the word like more is it like, uh, more good feelings is what I meant Like more satisfaction mm, from yeah. helping someone else do their things whether it's a brand new actor just trying to break in and, and they don't have an agent and they don't they, they don't really know how the business works and being able to help them and steer them or, uh, or something separate uh, but similar is the feeling of I'm doing this career path which isn't the easiest career path to do but I'm doing it to inspire other people or inspire kids or inspire people who are thinking about like Oh, what's the one thing I always wanted to do and sort of being an example to help people make the leap from whatever they're doing in their life that maybe they're not so jazzed about or they're not super passionate about but they've always had this thing whether it's a business or whether it's the arts or entertainment or whatever it is I kind of like to think that uh, that's been a motivating factor for me lately so that when I wake up why am I doing this today why am I going through all this grind it's to inspire other people so that other kids or or other people who are on the fence about trying something will see what i'm doing as an example and then
0: go yeah
2: go get there i
0: think what's awesome about you putting out that energy too is like whether it's intended or not but it comes full circle back to you in a way and i noticed that going to uh your last couple monday fun days where there's people in the crowd like an actress you worked with or like just just little like random people who like been through laughing vikings and stuff so it's cool it's like right. they're like in return wanting to support you and guide you or not guide you but like join you on your journey and push you as well like yeah yeah it's like it's a cool little yeah. like symbiotic community you're building in a way it's actually i'm, I'm literally getting goosebumps as you're saying that right now it's, <laughs> That's um, fucking awesome.
2: it's actually is the first time over the last six months i would say it's the first time i've ever felt here in toronto that i had a, a real like tribe of people that like we were all kind of doing stuff together and, and it's not to take away from in the past like i've always had friends who are actor friends i've always had comedian friends but i never really felt like we were all in it together it's like we're sharing stories and we'd see each other and how you doing how you doing how you doing and <laughs> and, and that was all real and genuine but now between laughing vikings there's a lot of, there's a lot of regulars there Luna. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of regulars there and you mentioned the Monday Funday shows uh, that we do downtown that stand-up show has been like a real blessing for me to know every Monday I'm gonna go and get to host a stand-up show with with um, some of my favorite professional comedian friends and then also the audience is always peppered with
0: people that I know that I've worked with and yeah and uh, it's a great vibe yeah I was just gonna talk about the vibe of that place it's like one of like just the nicest vibes of a comedy show I've been to in like such a long time. And that's why I've been coming back again. It's just in it. And what's, what's awesome is like, you've done like a handful of free ones and you're booking pro comedians and they're traveling to do this. And it's just like such like a quality show. (laughs) Like (laughs) like, you almost can't believe like sometimes you do the free entry thing and everything. And it's, it's, it's amazing man like well yeah a new thank you yeah. uh, a new venue like
2: that people don't know that there's a show so really for the owner and for me you like for the comedians you want a crowd for the owner you want people there buying drinks and food so yeah yeah um we, we've been doing like sort of a vip guest list recently we'll we'll transition to having it as a paid show but to start <laughs> i just wanted to have a good vibe so it's at maybe we'll plug it right now it's right downtown at a bar called 1830 bar which you probably passed uh, before and maybe never saw it. It's at Cl- 9 Clarence Square, which is the little park, not too far from this, from where we are right now, actually. Um, it's a block south of King and Spadina. Mm. Uh, and we do it every Monday night at 8 o'clock. So if you're listening and uh, you want to join us, see Luna's getting excited here. Yeah, uh, <laughs>
0: Luna likes Monday
2: fun day. Monday fun days. If you're listening you want to check it out, just um, shoot me a DM at Lars Classington or at Laughing Vikings. Me- mention mention creative I should, balance i should pick her up i think yeah. she's just uh having separation and anxiety give me one second oh you, you're gonna take her for a walk yeah you don't have- oh the, what a great uh producer.
0: alex she's is fucking alex. a legend yeah. <laughs> like there's so much like little like sorry, awesome things she does just be <laughs> careful oh
2: okay never mind i was gonna say be careful she lunges at bikes and um skateboards so don't have slack on the leash otherwise she'll go she'll go on a tear do you want to? Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know what you're doing. You want to back? <laughs> Right.
0: Alex, love you. Thank you so much for that. That's Truly amazing. a
2: full-service podcast <laughs>
0: producer right there. I am so blessed to be here. <laughs> she <laughs> always does like little awesome things, like almost like every like episode, like she's, a new adventure. She's babysitting right now. <laughs> yeah.
2: for, for a run. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I was just saying, uh, if you're listening to this and you want to check out uh, Monday Funday, it's a pro comedy show. Uh, runs from eight uh, till about ten. Uh, but just mention Creative Imbalance. Uh, shoot me a DM at Lars Classington or at Laughing Vikings on either Facebook or Instagram. And uh, we'll throw you on the guest list courtesy of uh, Creative Imbalance. So. Wicked.
0: And um, like always, like I always say this in every episode, we have a homepage for all of these episodes. So if you're listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, all that shit, I'm probably missing eight other ones. But uh, yeah, every episode has its own page at www.girthradio.com and if you need like the location of monday fun day and like other lars projects laughing vikings if you're looking for a studio we'll have links to all of that on there as well bam bam you really got your shit together on this podcast. <laughs> yeah we're
2: doing it how long, how long have you been doing these
0: what episode um, is this so this is episode 89 i believe nice. yeah and um, yeah, it's like uh, I started about three years ago, I believe. And I had a couple times where I just kind of fell off a bit, just life stuff happened. But sure. now it's like I kind of got momentum again. And right. Yeah. I feel like this thing is going to be something I do for life, whether yeah, it's, great. it's fun. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know, all you need is like a microphone and like. I found out, like, I love it so much, like, no matter what happens, if I lose a studio or whatever, it's like, whatever, we'll do one in the park until I get something else, and it just seems like this infinite thing. Do (laughs) one over the phone. Yeah, yeah, it's like you can do anything with it. Yeah, you just have to bring super producer Alex with you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're listening to this later, Alex, I'm keeping you as she walks (laughs) by the window with the dog. (laughs) No, really, it's, it's such, like, a cool, like, little way to network with awesome people like her too and even like people like you too like yeah, share share people's stories and in, get it out there yeah
2: definitely the internet hey eh? yeah. what a thing wow
0: podcasting
2: used to seem so like nerdy and weird it's it was like podcast why would it was reminding me of texting where when texting came out i'm like why are we texting each other like why aren't we phoning each other or video phone calling each other and podcasting as well because it seemed like we're already in the video. Why are we going back to radio? Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes yeah, total sense because it's such a time saver, and you can, you can like you're probably listening to this right now, and you're doing your
0: dishes or you're driving or yeah. whatever you're doing. Yeah, Multitasking. definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and speaking of podcasting, also, Ooh, what a good my, segue. Yeah, we don't <laughs> fuck around anymore. <laughs> You've done this before. Yeah. yeah, Speaking of Monday Fun Day as well, like you ended off with. A wicked podcast, uh, 39 drunken disorderly. Am I correct? You got it. Yeah, yeah. it's so,
2: pretty awesome. Like, so we, you want me to tell that story a little bit and give you, just give some background? Yeah, with- and
0: we'll kind of uh, just hint we'll, at it we'll a bit because we might yeah. down the road. Spoiler alert: have a 39 drunken disorderly. That would be great. Um, yeah. All the guys in here, but like kind of like maybe so, let me know like uh, how you kind of got into that. Yeah, yeah. So
2: uh, it's called 39 drunken disorderlies and. Really what the podcast is are the writing sessions for the development of a TV series that we're working on. So I'll take you back to about, it was a little over a year ago, year and a half ago. My friends uh, and I, uh, Trevor Ketchison, who's another actor, uh, producing partner of mine, I've I've been in a bunch of projects with him and and developed some projects with him. We met a guy, we were in a live version of Princess Bride. uh, Mm -hmm. And we met a guy who was playing Fezzik, who was famously played by Andre the Giant. And the guy playing him here in Toronto, his name is Robert Malcolm II, and he happens to be a seven-foot giant himself. Yeah, yeah.
0: Also known Uh, as Giant Bob, am I correct? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) known as Giant
2: Bob, known as Big Bob, known as Look Up, Look Up, Look Way Up. Uh, one of the only guys who ever's in my life has just made me feel like a little tiny rag doll. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I, I give him a hug at the end of the night, and my head is like in his bosom. You know, <laughs> <laughs> just like, it makes me feel so safe. Uh, the uh, so we met him, uh, and after rehearsals and after shows, we just start shooting the shit. We'd be hanging out, having a beer, maybe smoking a joint, and he just started to tell us these crazy stories. We asked him about his life. He's this larger than life character. And it turns out in his life between age 18 and 27, he had 39 drunk and disorderly citations, which is basically an, um, amounts to nothing more than like a note in your file, like there's not even a fine or anything. About oh, it's okay. Just like, it's just like a slap yeah, on it, the wrist. It's, it's it's really like a, it's just the, the police noting in the file, what was his scenario? Like, oh, he was drunk. He was drunk and disorderly, which probably means he was like kicking a garbage can or bending a street sign or in the middle of the road screaming punk rock lyrics. So, yeah. Yeah. So when he was younger, he was a, the lead singer of a punk rock band. He's also a bouncer because of his size, uh, he works at uh, some bars and some after hours clubs. So. Throughout his life, he's just always been around these fucked up scenarios. Mm-hmm. So we met him and we're like, God damn, 39 drunken disorderlies. That sounds like the name of a movie. Uh, but then we're like, okay, how the hell are we ever going to fit 39 stories into a two hour movie? We're like, this needs to be a TV series, like something on Netflix or HBO or Vice or uh, yeah. uh, like is any of those darker type shows. And then we're like, well, but we don't have any money right now. Uh, so what can we do in the meantime? So we started to have writing sessions where we literally would go to a bar, we'd drink some beers, and uh, he would just tell us one of the stories. We'd take notes and record on our cell phone. We did that twice, and then we were like, what the fuck are we doing? Why don't we just do this as a podcast? Yeah, yeah. So we started to do it as a podcast. I think we've done 13 or 14 episodes. And essentially it's Bob telling it, we use his stories as a jumping off point. So he tells his crazy stories from back in the day. As Which fun. are
0: awesome. The few episodes I sat in as a holy fuck, right. I was yeah. dying. It, <laughs> it, we, I mean, we all have crazy drinking
2: and debauchery stories, but Bob, because he's seven feet tall, 400 pound, this huge monster of a man, all of his stories are are like like they always one-up our story. Yeah. There's, there's always like a more. vibe of danger. And, and <laughs> right. Shit. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're crazy. He's a fantastic storyteller. He's very well read, very well spoken. He's in his general day-to-day life. He's a gentle giant, but when push comes to shove, he can be a, like a, a maniac in, in fights or, or as a bouncer, like he's a huge guy. So, uh, the podcast is sort of about those stories, but is if you, sort of scale back a bit it's uh, also a sort of a general discussion on dr- drinking and debauchery and the the sort of the duality of the pros and cons of that like yeah drinking is fun and all of us have some crazy stories some of the best stories of your life with your friends and family maybe you were around partying but also some of the worst things that have ever happened to you him in particular he's had friends who have overdosed and died mm, yeah um and everyone knows like to a certain point, alcohol is really fun, but you cross a certain line and it straight up fucks up your life. Yeah. So it's one of those drugs that is not a very good drug uh, <laughs> uh, because it has those, um, it has the downside to it. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, it's 39 Drunken Disorderlies. Uh, you can listen, you can check it out on Instagram at 39DDshow. And right now we're, we've got 13 episodes out which means we have enough uh, content to to put together what's called the Bible for the TV series, which would include the script for a pilot and sort of point form notes of what each episode would be about for season one so that then we can start pitching it. Uh, We have all the content from these episodes that we can get the source material from.
0: Yeah, I love how that's like, also you're making content, but it's also turning into like this writing process. It's such a cool way to like just I don't know build the scripts and like especially doing it in front of like a, a live audience too. right and you you're pretty much open mic to having people ask questions and yeah, like yeah. sometimes an audience question will turn into like another Bob story or yeah, an extra, yeah. like element and... yeah we, we
2: wanted to have the vibe like when we we're thinking <laughs> what's the vibe of the podcast is it's really we, we hope it's just a Three friends kind of hanging out, drinking some beers, smoking some weed and just him telling us his crazy stories. So then we opened it up uh, each episode uh, now, at least maybe in the beginning we didn't do this, but each episode we have the audience mic. So you want to ask Giant Bob a question about his life. You want him to clarify something from a story. You want to share a crazy drinking uh, story from your own life. Any of those things are fair game. Yeah, so, yeah. And we do that uh, right now. We've been recording those at 1830 bar as well. So we do the comedy show from 8 to 10. Then we have a quick intermission. And the late show for the podcast runs 1030 to 1130-ish or 1015 to 11-ish. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, we go just about 45 minutes. But you'll always hear some crazy stories from Bob. And and uh, you'll get to meet a man who's literally larger than <laughs> He's life. He's really a giant.
0: It's, it's awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah, he looks like big – I mean, if you want – look at pictures online of him but he looks like big show or the undertaker like he legit looks like a wwf wrestler straight up
0: yeah yeah i love those what's cool about like the monday fun day as well i like seeing you wear so many different hats as you're like the promoter regular comedians and then you go on stage and you're the host and you're i like seeing your shift into comedy mode because people are hearing a certain cadence right now and they might not even like realize your style is so yeah, the, over the top. It right. almost reminds me of like a Robin Williams-esque, like Jim Carrey rapping
2: right. and like well, yeah, there's a reason for that. Yeah, so those guys are probably the guys who influenced me. To, like people, Saturday Night Live, Chris Farley, um, Jim Carrey, of course, that high energy. Yeah, yeah, it's funny yeah. you're listening to me right now. This guy's boring and serious. And,
0: <laughs> I wouldn't say and, boring, but yeah, it's just like, <laughs> <But> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I, they I, would I, never guess if they've never seen you
2: live. Like, I have always, I mean, I I, I like to think maybe I've, I'm maturing a little bit in my comedic uh, sensibilities, but I've always originally, what's been the easiest is high energy, big, loud, crazy, silly, goofy. Um, even though in my day to day life, I'm pretty chill and I'm fairly low key, like, yeah, like yeah, I'm not really the 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 instantly the class clown or the the party clown like if I walk I, mean, I can turn it on but generally if I'm at a party I'm more fly on the wall like watching people watching listening yeah
0: like, yeah it's like the comedy's your escape and it just yeah you know, yeah
2: yeah you know what it is it's funny it's kind of related I've told this to a couple of people and I've only got this in in um in hindsight but when before I did stand up my outlet was literally going to the bar and getting chip face drunk with my buddies. And then by like one being like life of the party, Frank, the tank, like up on yeah. tables, leaving people in chants. <laughs> I could see you do The that. bar spills out into the street set too. And we're like chanting down the sidewalk or we, we'd go to like the poutine shop and all of a sudden we're like singing and dancing and yelling, and screaming and <laughs> causing, causing a ruckus. So that for me was like, that was my outlet for a long time. And it was, it was very much tied to alcohol. Like I had to get drunk and loosey goosey and then I would access this like crazy man, but mild mannered. It was like my Clark Kent and Superman, but it was like sober mm. sober Clark Kent and drunk
0: <laughs> Superman. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: and then when I started doing stand-up, I, an interesting thing happened. I sort of made the personal decision when I first started that I wasn't gonna be one of those guys that had to drink and get drunk to perform because I sort of projected out. I was like, okay, if I really wanna do this, as a career for life then i should be wanting to be on stage every night or as much as possible but i knew that in my head if every time i have to do stand up every day i have to be drunk to do it that's not gonna that's not gonna end well not feasible at all it's not it's not not, um sustainable really it's like yeah and i'm sure there's guys who have had entire long 20-year careers where they're on alcohol and drugs constantly yeah but i didn't want to go down that route. so so what happened, though, is b- being on stage was sort of my permission to act the fool and act an idiot. So I didn't have to. And I learned that, OK, I don't need fucking 12 <laughs> shots of uh, Jager bombs to, yeah, uh, yeah. to be that guy. I can just turn it on because the lights are here, the cameras, mm-hmm. the, the stage, the audience like this is this is my time to shine, to do that. So. For me, doing stand up and getting into showbiz has actually curbed my drinking and partying, which usually it does the opposite. Ah, yeah, yeah. Who knows what'll happen when I'm a millionaire. I'm
0: just like, <laughs> yeah, it's just, I just bad. all this yeah. money to throw at
2: things. But yeah. for, for the time being, that that really is my outlet. So I don't know if that helps anyone listening, but maybe if you're if you're one of those guys where you're like the only time I ever get out of my shell and I love it is when I'm shit faced drunk at the end of the night, maybe try comedy and stand up and then Set down the bottle of booze for a little while.
0: Yeah, that's that's beautiful, man. That's yeah. really cool. Like it I mean, I can still drink I'm not I'm not yeah, ad- yeah.
2: advocating like not sobriety at all. Sobriety. But, I mean that's great too. And I've taken I've taken uh, time off where I like didn't drink for a few months. But um yeah, I think in general it's it's I mean you booze too heavy, it doesn't do good things to your body yeah, or to yeah. your life. I feel depressed now too. When I when I drink <laughs> in when I really tie one on, like um, I have like two day hangovers. So if I get drunk on a Saturday night, like real, like I'm not talking a few, but where we're like partying and shots are flying and last call comes around and people are lining up shots. And then you go to a friend's house and you're drinking after hours a little bit, those nights, I don't feel like a normal human being until like Tuesday morning again.
0: Like, yeah, I don't know if it's, Sunday. if I'm getting older or what, it was the same. It's like a two day thing. And I'm actually surprised I'm feeling okay right now. Like last night <laughs> I went to this wedding and, uh, it turned into, like, after, like, going to, like, a buddy's house and he had some guitars, it turned into, like, a jam till right. like, 4.30 a.m. Like, I'm drinking way too much, mixing way too much, just because I'm a sucker for social situations. Right. And I'll, I'll be the last guy, like, saying goodbye. Like, right. I, but then uh, this morning, I woke up and I was like, oh, fuck, I got to do this thing with Lars, <laughs> like, feeling, like, complete shit. But I felt like I needed to vomit, but I was, like, I don't like throwing up, so... I kept fighting it and fighting it. Then I'm like laying in bed and it's like, oh my God, it's fucking coming. And I don't know if it was from me suppressing it for like hours, but it turned into like this cartoonish projectile where it went like outside of the toilet. Like it just sprayed like this crazy shotgun. Like have you ever seen like Team America World Police where the the fucking puppet just doesn't stop? But then I felt... Incredible, like right. better than I've had sober. Like yeah. it was just like all the demons got out of me, just, and like yeah. I'm good to go. Yeah, yeah. Body. You're like scream puking. So, yeah. like, <laughs> and it was
2: just like all water. It was like all the booze. At first, when you were saying that you were lying in bed, and then you puked, I picture it, and you not getting out of bed, and you just puked oh. like a like a rainbow arc of puke <laughs> off, <laughs> off the across bed across the room and into the toilet, like, <laughs> like long. Long distance projectile bomb. No, I
0: ran, and even though I made it, it made a mess everywhere. I know people don't want to hear all yeah. the gory details, but yeah, it was yeah. like it was it was fucking just. you have got, b- got a
2: bunch of listeners dry. <laughs> yeah. Right now. So, yeah. Yeah. It's like that scene from uh, *Stand by Me* where the whole town ends up puking. Yeah, yeah. Remember that?
0: Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen that one. Yeah. Hello, people walking by. Yeah, this is
2: great. We have people just strolling by, looking at us, wondering uh, what fancy things we're doing right now. Look, yeah. look at these two lovely people. We're gonna wave at them.
0: Hello. Yeah. Hello. Uh, we don't. Know who are.
2: <laughs> um, um, yeah. So I forget what we were talking about, but. uh yeah, booze and alcohol.
0: Yeah, yeah. And well,
2: um, I don't know what I was going to say. You mentioned mm. the wedding. It's funny. Like, you felt like shit this morning, but also last night was probably one of the most fun nights of your life. Like, oh, that's yeah, a memory. yeah. Like, obviously, it's their wedding. So for them, it's like one of the premier memories of their life. So ho- hopefully, the bride and groom were sober enough to remember it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but that's like the double edged sort of it is you have some of the most amazing times ever. And socially, like, obviously, there is the the social lubricant of alcohol to get people relaxed and have fun. And everyone gets a little heightened and, and as everyone can be life of the party. like, it's funny, you walk into a bar, you can walk into the same bar restaurant at 2 PM on a Friday or 2 AM. And it's entirely different. Like you would walk in on like quiet, hush, hush, uh, lunch meetings, everyone talking close and personal. And then you mm-hmm. go there like 10 hours later and everyone's screaming and yelling. <laughs> yeah. And, running around. and if, if you were like an alien who would just arrive, yeah. you'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Like, yeah, just these, when the sun goes down, people, everybody yeah, turns, into the monsters. turns into monsters. Yeah. And so the kids jumping around, writhing, taking their clothes off. Like, it's like we're like, we tur- almost turn into kids. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah like, if, if, the difference between walking into like a kindergarten classroom or a bar at one thirty or two is just bigger
0: people. Right? Yeah. Just, yeah. Just the filter goes off. Right. It's, like, right. It, it, it's yeah. kind of poetic in a way yeah. as much as like yeah. it can be disruptive. It's well, like, it's also a commentary
2: on what alcohol does to you. It's like, it, it doesn't really like in the beginning, as long as I, I think I've heard this scientifically, as long as you're, when your blood alcohol level is going up, uh, things are good, but it's when, you reach a certain peak or when you're going back down on the other end where it fucks you all up where yeah. you're, you're not thinking straight and you can't speak and your motor skills and all that stuff it's like it sort of does turn us it reverts us like we're like poisoning ourselves to lose all of our abilities like yeah can't it's- speak can't think can't reason can't make decisions don't know where any of your shit is can't
0: move your body shit yourself Puke. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, you yeah. just turn into this like ridiculous baby. It's such an interesting culture. Or sometimes you get in like the social pocket where it's like pure just awesomeness you're having like such like an amazing bro talk with somebody that you wouldn't have had without like being drunk or whatever and somebody says like the realest most profound like unfiltered shit and like right yeah kind of like i had a bunch of those at the the wedding last night and actually i'm gonna shout out jeremy and holly hopkins congratulations and i know you both listen to the show and i love you and thank you and that was a special night for me last night congrats jeremy and
2: holly yeah yeah Uh, i don't know why i didn't get the call to be your wedding. MC, but uh maybe the next time. But hopefully there's not a next time.
0: You'd probably destroy, (laughs) like like I mean in like a good way, like just like kill it as a wedding MC. Because I see you just doing casual like crowd work and stuff like that, and how you can like segue into your written bits, but also like free flow. And like like I, I noticed on Monday, Funday, yeah, you had like somebody from Chicago and you were like kind of like just flowing, but it was also like still funny. It's like, that's something I I admire when I see performers too, because like the times I've done comedy, like I get nervous to uh, like kind of just do the freestyle stuff and like stick to a script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in the beginning I was the same. When Mm. I
2: first started, it was a thought, like I kind of, I've never been like a verbatim type comic where like word for word, I'm word perfect. But I always, in the beginning, had things like written out, like the, the beats um, written out. We oh, got we got Alex, we got, time time. We got yes, Alex and you. Luna back here. Oh, hey, puppy. Oh, you hear that? We're gonna <laughs> yeah. get some quality audio of her. Uh, here you go. How's that? We'll just we we'll get five seconds of Luna breathing. I
0: um, we're I think I'll we're cool. Yeah. 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 Yes. I don't know. She might. Is be a is bit she of a, distracting you too much? Because I kind no, of like no, the
2: no. dog. I'm, I'm used to having her here. Yeah, so, yeah. It's yeah, cool. As long as you're okay with the panting in the background. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm, I'm um, cool. I'm cool with Luna here. So Looney Right. Like saying Luna. Form, I know form- a cat form- named Luna and it's cute. formally, it is Luna. Uh that's when she when, when I when we first got her, um it was Luna, but it's sort of been uh, tweaked to Looney a little bit. Looney's her uh, showbiz name. Yeah, <laughs> stage name. Um so what I was gonna say, we were talking about stand up. Um, oh we were talking about those, the like, freestyle riff. stuff and so when yeah. I first started, I would have like five minutes of pretty much like planned, like all like I would at least have it point formed, beat, scripted out, maybe not exactly verbatim, but I remember having feelings early on of like, oh, like what if I lose my spot or like what if I forget what I'm gonna talk about, or like that that like anxiety of like, oh, what if I get out there on stage and the lights and then the crowd hits me and I just like forget what I'm going to say like that nightmare of just yeah being in front yeah of a crowd and just like not being like uh uh, uh. but two things um I mean the main thing is nothing happens even if that happens it's like you don't die if you're standing on stage <laughs> yeah, yeah. and for three seconds you're like uh like literally nothing happens so yeah like yeah the, the fear of bombing or blanking there's no consequence to it so mm-hmm. it's like once you get over that you're like oh okay like I kind of stumbled but like the fucking world didn't end like nobody killed me i didn't die
0: like that's almost a recent lesson i got in my little dabbling like uh i just i did lose my place and then i acknowledged it and i don't remember what i said but i was just kind of like said something self-deprecative as well right and then the crowd just started like laughing and it was just like oh i'm back on the train again and then like you could segue that into something else right
2: so and i think people appreciate and I know I always have been. Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, I always appreciate when comedians do veer off uh, scripts. Like when you when you when you're watching someone's Netflix special, obviously that's honed and crafted, and they've toured that material for maybe a year or two years and perfected it so that they can put this perfect performance together. But any given night, if you were to see most people, a lot of um, audiences' favorite moments are when comedians go off script or when something happens organically and the comedian. Is there in the now in the moment to to address it versus just plowing through their pre-planned routine that they've scripted verbatim and just deliver it like verbal diarrhea night after night. Yeah. After yeah. Night. It gives it like, some
0: life, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's yeah. cool. Yeah.
2: For me personally, where, where that skill or that <laughs> muscle came from is two things. One is uh, early on in my career, I met Jeff Leeson, uh, who, I don't know, do you know, Jeff, have, have you ever met him? I've many? heard that name. I, uh, Scott, I don't know we, if I've seen him live or something. We, we yeah. had him, we had, you know, I know your friends with Scott Jackson, the beatboxer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jeff had a show in London called London tonight with Jeff Leeson, which was a late night talk show tv that i was involved in and so that oh was that that
0: the scott jackson segment
2: yeah okay oh yeah yeah i know who the
0: guy is but
2: jeff is renowned as as one of the best crowd work comedians he does entire entire headlining sets with no material where he just essentially goes through the front row of people and starts organic conversations that always oh, i admire that at. so much so i toured with him uh, a lot when i was brand new and was opening for him so i i witnessed that and then as a result wasn't scared to do that myself mm, uh, yeah, so yeah. uh, i was it was spending time with him that allowed me to flex that muscle and then also i did a lot of dinner theater shows where murder mystery type dinner theater and you're in the room with the audience but the audience is live they can interact with you you're right there but you got to remain in character so being able to like riff and improv in character sometimes with a wacky accent or a wacky voice but just be in it and present all the time and not be afraid to go out to left field or like an audience member would say something that would take me off script but Mm -hmm. I know like I would just drive into it and just like go deep with it until I got to some hilarious moment and just trusting that you can go there instead of just only sticking to the script yeah. or being afraid to skip to stick to the yeah. Script. It's definitely
0: like a confidence, and I'd say a bravery thing too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that,
2: like, yeah, a little bit. I mean, but it's funny because people are like, oh, improv, I can never do that. It's like, fucking you do it every day in your life. When do I like, unless you're some psychopath and you're scripting out every conversation.
0: Like, <laughs> like, I never heard it like broken you're, down you're that like, like, way. Well, like, yeah, it's like you, it's you, all you, improv.
2: You've had brilliant conversations. In fact, Sean, we're improv right we now. We are,
0: and I'm one of those people who say, oh, I could never do that. right? <laughs> I, I love how people are coming up to the window thinking the dog is on the podcast right. and just like smiling Looney right. yeah is
2: <laughs> Lo- getting a lot of fanfare through this yeah. window
0: on um, the website people
2: also see a picture of uh, Looney and lars sitting at the mic right now <laughs>
0: it's think, so adorable
2: i think that little girl just asked her mom how much is that doggy in the window yeah.
0: hey, oh <laughs> I'm glad you laughed at that. Yeah. I feel like I'm getting
2: older now because I feel like I'm. I always. I'll, I'm not afraid to drop little stupid dad jokes like that. I yeah, yeah. It, I do it more in stand-up and more like where in my head as I'm saying it, I'm rolling my eyes, but I can't resist the stupidity.
0: of <laughs> Yeah. Something. It's somewhere. almost like this—the the stupider, like, or like the stupidity is what makes it good too. Right, There's right. some people who can't stand dad jokes. Like, you throw one out there, and they're like almost like mad at like you. Yeah, at yeah. yeah. You ever meet those people? You just, but that makes right. me like just want to throw them out even more. Like, what do you think just,
2: that is? Really... Do you think they have daddy issues? They yeah. had a really <laughs> shitty dad,
0: and they're like, oh god, I hate. Them. Yeah, just anything dad reminds like... me of my dad that beat me. You know? Yeah, and would say up. Right. arnold punchline after right it. right <laughs> yeah. oh yeah um what's what's cool too is like when i see you on stage as well uh sometimes like how you flow with the crowd work and then into bits it's like you really like swerve people in a way too and i noticed it like uh i've seen you do the donkey song a couple times live right but i was so excited to see my friend's reaction because it, it starts off as you just kind of like Telling like a story, like oh, it's like a mundane story about going to Mexico, and then it takes the the biggest swerve, and you got a guitar, and then all of a sudden you're being fucked by a donkey. A <laughs> like how did that happen? Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry if I, I'll, I'll beep out the punchline in no, this one because like see lar's live. You still gotta it's, see it in person. Yeah, yeah. Worry. It's a, it's kind of like magical. It's, kind it's cool. Of- Cool. How you incorporate the music as well.
2: Yeah, I've always my my uh, two older brothers are musicians. My parents are pretty musical, so uh, it was kind of always a thing that was in my life, not formally, but always informally. Like I've always been a fan of music, and I'm a person who sings at home and sings in the shower, and now I sing on stage sometimes too with my guitar. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, it's,
2: fun. <laughs> yeah. it's good for the soul. Yeah,
0: uh, I don't know how long you've been doing this bit, but last time I saw you, the the Seal one. Yeah, it killed me. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I was yeah. crying. It's one and- of my
2: favorite things of all time.
0: <laughs> so I'll, uh,
2: so I'll preface it. Um, I don't know. Should we let? Yeah. Should we? Oh, yeah. Let's just. Who cares? Whatever. If you're listening to this and you come to a show and it's nice th-
0: i think not when they, when they see it though it's a different thing right. as well like because so, like you're just your expressions like I, like i mentioned earlier like you guys are hearing lars right now and he just seems like a very calm guy but him on stage is right. an absolute like just animal like, so
2: so maybe we'll do it we'll do it right now Alex absolutely probably so um so i do an impression um master of impressions uh and if you're wondering Lars, how did you become such an incredible performer? You must have gone to some incredible performing arts school. Yes, the answer is I uh, attended four years at Julie's Yard. I don't know if you've ever heard of Julie's Yard. Uh, (laughs) I might have. (laughs) Julie Julie lived down the street from me, and I used to go down to her house uh, every Saturday, (laughs) sometimes Sunday, and she taught me everything I know. Uh, Everything you know. (laughs) So I'm formally Julie's Yard trained, uh, and I have uh, the impression that I would like to – I'll do a little bit of it here for you, but uh, this is my impression of a chicken – impression of a seal that's right Sean my impression of a chicken
0: I can't even fathom what's gonna happen right right here
2: it is you ready for this Alex
0: Etc. 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 How long is he gonna do this? Is he gonna do the whole
2: song?
0: Um, I'm. That's my impression of a chicken. I know Alex is much younger too, so I I just Google "seal the the musician." Yeah, but you mentioned this on your show that some people don't get the reference, which is right. also awesome. Right. It's so hilarious. It was like a big song in the '90s from a guy named Seal, but he's just like, like making chicken <laughs> noises to the, to the me. beat. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> Right. Right.
2: So usually, what happens is there's confused. I say chickens, impression of a chicken, the impression of a seal, and people are like, what? What the yeah. fuck is this gonna be? This is gonna be a chicken making seal noises. And then I start into it and then some people immediately get it. So I see people in the audience like, Oh, I see what he's doing. And then I see people nudging the person next to him and be like
0: trying to explain <laughs> this,
2: is the, song, yeah,
0: this is the song Seal Kiss from the Rose. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. From
2: the Batman movie. Like it's and and then and then so and then usually there's a wave of laughter as people are like cluing in. And then there's usually a little bit of lull. And then I just don't stop. So instead of stopping and being like, ha you get it. That was my impression of chicken of the seal. I just do the whole song. And so it ends up being like two and a half minutes of ridiculousness that that just gets louder and louder and crazier and crazier. But then I start to see people's eyes and I'm like, I see them think like, oh, he's going to do the whole song. We're yeah. going to be doing this for three minutes. And now. you do. If it's yeah, fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, as you mentioned, I sometimes still have people where I'm like, I can tell by their eyes. They just have no fucking idea what happened. Like, they're looking around they're like, all these people are cheering and applauding and crying, laughing, and I don't have a fucking clue what I just saw. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even like, like, you broke it down how the audience works. I started crying because of me watching the audience as you do it because i seen one guy cry laughing because he got it immediately (laughs) and then again like two like really like young people who are probably like 1920 who didn't grow up on Batman forever, (laughs) like me and you. (laughs) It's like, what the fuck is this guy doing? It's it's, it's a beautiful social
2: experiment. If if you didn't know that (laughs) Val Kilmer was once Batman, you might not get that entire uh, (laughs) reference and you'll just be staring at me. I mean, it's still funny to see a grown man freaking out like a chicken, I guess, but it just doesn't make
0: sense. (laughs) 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 And yes, I entice you all to see Lars Monday Fun Day every Monday night it starts at seven, right? Uh,
2: doors and cocktail hour is between seven and eight, and then the show usually starts at uh, eight o'clock. Yeah, hit us up uh, again. So shoot me a DM at Lars Glassington or at uh, Laughing Vikings, and we'll throw you on the guest list. Yeah, just, just mention uh, that uh, you heard uh,
0: Creative Imbalance, so I know where you came from. Yeah, Sean and Alex sent Sean's so there. Uh, you. Sean, so go to. You've
2: been there a lot. Alex has to come to the next one. Oh yeah, it's uh, so
0: fun. You yeah. like stand-up comedy? Oh, you'll die. Like, he gets some of, like, the best, like, comedians in the city, Thunders, like, touring guys, yeah. and it's just such a small, intimate environment. It's oh, oh, it's right. so cool, yeah. It's like it's, It has the vibe of you're at, like, a speakeasy
2: secret show back room. Like, you walk into this bar, and, and there's a sliding door into the back room, like a sliding barn door, so you might not even know that the show is even happening in the back if you didn't know there was a show there. But it's got – Yeah, like, yeah. It has that real, like –
0: cool like vip kind of vibe to it i've been following uh on instagram a bunch of the comedians you had there too and uh who is that really like smooth cool black dude again? uh chris bonaparte yeah, yeah so yeah, even yeah. like a yeah. week later he started making posts about that show too and being like that was like one of the coolest yeah, little yeah. intimate venues there's there's just like an energy to the room which is it's nice it's like yeah it's good it's vibes. like friendly like it almost feels like uh as comfy as being in your own living room right. but with like professional comics right. just telling you right awesome stories and that's and, the perfect vibe yeah i yeah. want it to
2: be feel like it's feel like i'm um, hosting a house party yeah that's kind of kind of the deal but i'm like introducing some of my best friends to some of my other best friends
0: and asking them to perform for all of us yeah and like we mentioned it's a double show um, you get a, a little intermission and then it turns into the drunken disorderly yeah, um, yeah. podcast which is yeah sick too so it's Good like times. a wicked way to spend your monday night too and
2: yeah a lot of people dread mondays but uh now i'm always pumped for mondays
0: yeah yeah i even uh i took a buddy who lived in the neighborhood and uh him and his lady right after that they're like oh we didn't know this was like down the street i'm just gonna go to this like randomly like just like right. why not instead of like sitting in your house and yeah uh, yeah we're just
2: starting to get to that point where it's sort of becoming a local thing where people in the neighborhood are recognizing it. Okay, every Monday I can come here and there's going to be top quality. We have, we book pro comedians um, who are touring headliners, people you've seen at Just for Laughs or at all the big comedy festivals. Most of them have uh, albums out, uh, stand-up albums that they've professionally recorded too, so... Uh, maybe not household names yet, but a lot of people who are up and comers uh, in Canada and and who have done work internationally as well.
0: Yeah, it's so fucking awesome. And but we yeah. are
2: we are also going to have. Uh, I've had a few people ask me about who have never done stand up. So I think I might. I don't know if I'm going to have a special dedicated first timer night, or if I'll just occasionally start booking a first timer, someone who wants to pop their stand up cherry and just do a quick like five minute uh, opening guest spot. So it'll be like touring headlining pros and one person who's never done up yeah. before and all. that's
0: a good like intimate learning experience for the first time or two because yep. they can do their things and then having the the pros around they get to watch them and then right. probably even get like tips afterwards they yeah, like, yeah. just kind of pick their brain and yeah, being it's a good, in that circle and,
2: it's a good friendly supportive vibe too so i would say it's like probably one of the like safest places to do stand-up for the first time and not be anxious that it's gonna be a, a disaster like no the, it's not a crowd that will eat you alive you know like it's there everyone's very supportive and there' for a good time everyone's there for the show and ha- I would say 50% of the audience is industry like TV film lots of actors um, writers producers photographers like all all creative type people so they get it you
0: know, yeah yeah it's cool you're building like so many different
1: communities
0: and uh, speaking of again uh, a baby like waving at, at the dog right. <laughs> loony's waving yeah yeah people, people don't know loony like because this is just audio loony is the most popular person on the block today right. yeah. yeah yeah and uh yeah it was i just want to say it was cool to talk to you again yeah man here. thanks for having me back and yeah hopefully down the road we were thinking try to work something out in a couple of weeks with the uh, drunken disorderly yeah we'll get, get giant, giant bob giant i want bob. can this chair hold giant bob you have to ask giant bob <laughs> yeah, <after that>. yeah. <laughs> we might have to modify this we'll bring but... in some reinforcements <laughs> or make him stand up yeah, or yeah, something but yeah. i'm really excited for that and like Hopefully, like have you sit in as well? Oh yeah, to keep, yeah, a really yeah. Cool. One he's to, got like, great stories. And Maybe
2: he'll tell a story uh, on air here with you, and you get a chance to know him. He's 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 a great guy to hang around, hang out with. He's got crazy stories, and he's had some crazy times in his life. But he's um, he's beyond like most of these stories are retrospective now. So he's telling us about the crazy shit that he used to be involved with. But for the most
0: part, he's uh, pretty tame and pretty chill now. Yeah, and again, to everybody who's listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Shoe, all the podcasting apps, each and every one of these episodes has its own homepage at www.girthradio.com. And you'll see links to everything we talked about from Monday Funday, to Laughing Viking Studio, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, Lars, anything you want to say before we take off?
2: Uh, I would say the only thing uh, out there sort of, uh, I mentioned it earlier, but uh, if there's something that you've been thinking about doing for a long time, just go fucking do it. Uh, Get over your fear or get over your perfectionism and just go start doing it and, and you'll figure it out
0: all right hope you enjoyed that one and like always we're gonna end this episode with a song i've been on my tip lately of showing you some new shit from some awesome people this is a project called schwing the song is called schwing and it features a pal of mine roshan and schwing it is crossed between bbrc and and plutonic lab and if you don't know bbrc and roshan he is a legend of the streets in the city such a consistent sick rapper and i know very little about this new project this is just their first single But when I hit him up and asked him if I could share this with people, I also uh, asked when the album finally gets released, if he wants to come on the Creative Imbalance and tell me about it, he's more than welcome to, and he said that would be fucking awesome. So yeah, that's all I know about this until that day, but you can check this out on Spotify. Swing all caps, S-H-W-I-N-G. S-H-W-I-N-G. Name of the group, name of the song. On all streaming platforms, and it's got an amazing music video on YouTube. So, all right, check it out, and I'll catch you next week.
1: Swing. Girth Radio. She's hot. She's in the forties, though. We call her Mrs. Macabrical. She say I'm winning. I'm four and oh. She yuck on my chocolate no. I'm with the band, you can pour your own Think that you vibe with me, Corazon I got a it with cortisone I was performing it for years old You got a tat on your arm I got a sleeve full of Oreos I can't exist in this more show Try as I try when it's more code Lines from the darkness and Morris code I took the path that was more unknown I broke some rules anymore, I know Check on my album for more know. Mrs. McGuire, she's so encouraging, she's so supportive she whipping that orange golf The kids never miss a class She's so encouraging, boy One time for Mrs. McGuire, go, hey. One time for Mrs. McGuire, boy. Hey. She got me all in my hormones hey. This is just like my horoscope I want a soccer mom She watching me from the out-of-bounds I wish that her husband was out of town Y'all with nobody else is around Lock it down She said when I'm older I feel like forever I really want her I wanna lock it down. I wanna lock it down. I wanna lock it down. I really wanna, that motor. I wanna lock it down. She said when the motor, it feel like forever. I really wanna. I wanna lock it down. I wanna lock it down. I wanna lock it down. I really wanna, that motor. I wanna yeah. lock it down. She's high. She's trying to insinuate. We call her Mrs. Olivier. She put my school year in disarray She made me wanna participate Now she made me wanna reciprocate I mean she listen to Triple J I mean her cup sauce is triple J She yeah. sent her heart and a kissy face We from the north Yeah it's a way Rabbits yeah. don't wanna commiserate Factions I've had to capitulate uh, It's a give and take She take off a tie like a giveaway Take off a tie like it's Timothy Her leg on my leg like we couldn't play Mrs. Olivier, she's so encouraging, she's so supportive, she's pushing that orange golf. The kids never miss a class, she's so incorrigible. Six times for Mrs. Olivier, hey, eh? nine times for Mrs. Olivier, hey, eh? she got me all in my hormones, whoa, hey, just like my horror stuff, oh. I wanna sock she watching me from the out of bounds. I wish that her husband was out of town, y'all with nobody else is around. Lock it down, she said when I'm older, I feel like forever, I really want her. I want to rock it down, but now that I'm older, I want to yeah. lock it down.